Hello, I'm Dr. Brian Cole, your host of Sports Medicine Weekly. And we have a wonderful guest today, Greta Eliason. We will be speaking with Greta, who is a freestyle skier and world record holder. But before we have our interview, we will take a break for our sponsors. The Sports Medicine Weekly podcast is brought to you by Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Being your best means always getting better. Whether you're looking to improve performance, relieve chronic back pain, or restore mobility through minimally invasive joint replacement surgery, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush delivers results. Their specialists are top ranked in Illinois and among the nation's best, working together to make your recovery faster, more complete, and a seamless experience. They'll get you back to living pain-free, often without surgery, so you can be your best every day. Schedule an appointment online at rushortho.com. Enhanced Medical Nutrition. Enhanced Medical Nutrition builds clinical nutrition products to help patients prepare better and recover faster. The Ortho Nutrition Bundle is a four-week perioperative nutrition program containing their clinical-grade whey protein isolate and complex carbohydrate powder. Developed in collaboration with internationally renowned nutrition researchers and surgeons, the Ortho Nutrition Bundle is designed to maintain muscle, support wound healing, and improve the recovery experience. To learn more, please visit www.emn.health. Karen Malkin Health Counseling. Have you tried Karen Malkin's new protein brownie bar and superfood bars? They're the best tasting bars on the market. Certified gluten-free, paleo, and no added sugar. Karen's protein brownie bars and superfood bars available on Amazon and at karenmalkin.com. Vericell. Vericell develops, manufactures, and markets autologous cell-based therapies for patients with serious diseases and conditions. For more information about their products, visit www.vcell.com. That's V-C-E-L.com. Today, I'm excited to be talking with freestyle skier and world record holder, Greta Eliason. Greta is a six-time Winter X Games medalist, a four-time U.S. Open champion, a winter doer, a winter do, tour silver medalist, and is the world record holder in the women's hip jump. She broke the record in 2010 when she reached a speed of 60 miles per hour downhill. She hit the 30-fit hip feature and soared more than 31 feet in the air. No woman has ever come close to breaking this record. You should check out the video on YouTube. It's absolutely spectacular. She is also the only female skier to have medaled in both the halfpipe and slope style X Games and was named Woman Skier of the Year, excuse me, Women's Skier of the Decade by Free Fleet Magazine. So I think what's also equally as interesting and compelling is that Greta is very involved with the community of female athletes. She is passionate about giving young girls the same opportunities as boys when it comes to sports. She has served as the, as the president of the Women's Sports Foundation, which is a non-for-profit charity focused on female involvement in sports. Now, this organization was founded in 1974 by tennis player Billie Jean King with the goal of advancing the lives of girls and women through sports and physical activity. I, I met Greta recently at our uh, yearly ski course, a sports medicine course in Park City, Utah. I know she is a, a time resident. She's graduated from the University of Utah in May of 2013 with a business marketing degree. She currently lives in Salt Lake City in, with, her, with her husband. I know she has children. Uh, when she's not skiing, she enjoys water skiing, wakeboarding, golf, tennis, rock climbing, skateboarding, and biking. And as an avid skier myself, I'm really thrilled to welcome her to our podcast. So Greta, really, I appreciate you being on our podcast today. Thank you. 
Thank you, Dr. Cole, for having me. It's such an honor to be here. Um, I love it that you have a podcast. I have a podcast as well. So I just, I think it's a great way to. You know, when I uh, first thought about doing a podcast and we started this Sports Medicine Weekly Initiative, it really was born out of um, an interest in sort of reaching more people. What I realized as an orthopedic surgeon is that I think we do a wonderful job one patient at a time. But, you know, our ability to impact larger numbers of, of people is actually a little bit stifled when you think about it. So I did it mainly to have a venue and, and to achieve an audience that can learn something that's really valuable. And a lot of times it is about sports. It's about injuries. It could be about nutrition, recovery. But when someone has a compelling story like yours, I get really kind of the most excited. And, you know, I was just curious, I think, it's, especially as it involves you know, women and opportunities for women, you know, what, just tell me a little bit about your childhood. What was it like? And how did you even get involved in skiing? I know you grew up in Minnesota. And uh, so it's hard to probably avoid uh, being exposed to skiing. But what was your childhood like? And, and what, what initiated your interest in skiing? Yeah, so basically, I was super lucky grew up in, you know, northern Minnesota, up in Grand Marais, right on Lake Superior. So if you've never been up to that part of the country, it's absolutely beautiful. It's like these rolling hills. And then there's this huge lake called Lake Superior that looks like an ocean, right? It's just absolutely pristine, green, blue, everything. My dad is actually Norwegian. So I'm a dual citizen. My mom's originally from Minnesota. So we're a very active family. You know, skiing has always is a culture. That's all we do. You know, in the wintertime is we go outside either cross-country skiing or snow skiing down the mountain. So starting in sports at a young age was like a given. I have an older brother as well. His name is Canute. He's about 16 months older than me. So like not too Is that far a uh, Norwegian name, Canute? Yeah, Canute, exactly. Canute yeah, and Greta. Yeah. And then my little sister, yeah. Shirsted. Yeah, it's uh, so I had an older brother and I always wanted to be just like him, right? I wanted to follow in his footsteps. You know, he got to do soccer the year before I did because I was only four and he was five, things like that. So at a very young age, I was running into his trophies and being like, I want to just be just like Canute one day. So we, we played everything, my brother and I, from basketball to yeah, water skiing, uh, snow skiing. He's a snowboarder now, um, hockey, like literally every sport possibly imaginable as a kid growing up, we tried it at least once, right? Even karate. We did it for like two sessions. We never got into getting the gi. We weren't like that dedicated to it, but we did have like two mm -hmm. lessons in karate. Very like active kids outside. So we would build tree houses. I love trees. I still do. My grandma actually says we're because we love to climb trees so much. Mm -hmm. And my um, little thing was I love to jump out of trees. Like I loved the, the feeling of jumping out of something and being in the air and then landing, right? So at a very young age, I learned how to fall onto the ground and like not take the impact. So, and it was just for fun. It was like, just how do I survive this jump out of a tree basically? So, so to that point, like out of all your accomplishments, you know, you know, things that led to you be being uh, titled women's woman skier of the decade out of all the things you've accomplished, is it the 30 foot hip jump that where you went more than 31 feet in the air that, that are, you're most recognized for? Is it the X games? What is it that people really know you for? in your sport? I think what um, made me a professional skier, like legitimately was winning the X Games for the first time. I won the, the inaugural women's free ski half pipe, the gold, and then I won it the next year. So back to back, yeah, it was like a pioneer in the sport. We were just kind of making it up as we were going. That was the yeah. start of it. But for me, my dream is I always just wanted to be a professional skier. I wanted to get paid to go skiing. And then also I wanted to see how much air I could get. So personally, 
that hip jump is seriously one of my favorite like moments of my career of all time. Just because I, as a little girl, like when I first learned how to go off a jump, I was like, oh, how do I do this longer? You know, how can I stay up here longer? And then finally getting the big sponsors, you know, from Red Bull to Oakley, and then um, being able to build like a structure like that, a snow structure, a jump, and then fulfilling it, making it happen was just an unreal achievement for myself. So it's just, yeah, seeing it as a little girl. And my mom, she was like, wasn't scared at all. She's like, this Greta has been training for this her whole life. If I saw one of my kids 31 feet in the air, I mean, I guess you are, you have such unbelievable competency and it was, everyone had all the confidence in the world that there wasn't going to be a problem, but it's one of those things you never know. I mean, to that mm-hmm. point, have you, have you had any significant injuries over the years? I've had a few injuries, but like, I mean, knock on wood, I've been very, very fortunate. I, I broke my leg as a young ski racer at Mount Hood, Oregon. I fractured my, I think it was the front tibia. That's the bone. I don't even remember. I was yep. 12 years yeah, old. Your, your, um, your just, shin bone. Yep. Yeah, shin bone. Yeah, just a tiny little fracture, had to be in a cast and it like healed itself up. But that was like, okay, I'm not invincible. That was like my first sign. I'm like, okay, I, I can get hurt. Another time was I was doing this river gap where I thought I could jump over like basically this river. And it to me in my mind, I'm like, okay, I got this because someone had not success, successfully done it. And I was like, okay, I can jump it. But I landed right on the edge and I, I didn't break anything but I got some major like sore ankles and I couldn't walk for like a good week and it just it went away which was nice but that again it was another cue like I'm not invincible and then my so main th- oh go ahead. Yeah, go ahead no please I don't know please uh, go ahead these are just like in my mind I'm thinking about it and then my main one was I had an ACL injury in um, 2012 the worst year ever before COVID of course and yeah, it was just yeah right. I had I thought I was to- it was like seriously like a minor minor like error on my part like there was I had all the confidence going into it like I'm gonna stomp this no problem but it just was like it just didn't happen my knee just couldn't hold it together anymore whatever it was yeah. but that yeah, that was the first stop that was my first injury yeah. or my only injury and like and I was out for you know a good year year plus yeah yeah that's I you know what's fascinating is that we see like this year you know here we are in uh, 2022 um, I looked, it's, it's interesting. I'm sort of focusing on these ACL injuries we're seeing with skiing. And for whatever reason, the month between December and March, I, I, we've seen an exponential increase in ACL injuries. And I'd say 80% of them are, are from skiing. And what I found, or what, at least what I've acknowledged in my own practice is that it's not always the excellent skiers. It's sort of the beginner intermediate skiers. I rarely have an excellent skier like you who tears their ACL unless something freaky happens where you just can't get it back together again and it goes it's 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 a totally different injury in someone like you versus a recreational skier which we've seen i mean honestly i think we had 50 or 60 acl tears since december the vast majority of them were intermediate to you know maybe a little bit lower level skiers yeah and i can honestly say for my injury i was like the strongest at the time i'd ever been you know i had like the best um i was doing a bunch of biking you know strength training i was wasn't getting winded at the bottom of a slope style course or anything it was just so it was just maybe it was just too much you know I was just doing too much whatever it was but yeah I was totally strong going into it it just was a fluke accident so for you to be a a six-time winter x games medalist and all the other accomplishments what just tell us a little bit about the training and the focus that's required to compete at that level yeah so it's a little different I'm a free skier you know I've been a free skier since I was a little girl but I also ski race so I do a lot of like strength training and I understand like the you know the reasoning why we build muscles around our cores and our legs you know like everything so I think I 
I approach into it like I need to be as strong as I possibly can be before the first day of skiing, right? Like the most muscle I can have. And then going into the season, I like the, the only way you can really get these muscles is just by going skiing, right? The little ones around like the, the um, ankles and the knees and your back and stuff. I just feel like I try to get like at least 30 days in before I like compete or do like a, a photo shoot of any sort, just cause that makes me feel like, okay, I, I got my skis back on my feet. I'm okay. So like 30 days, like I know that's not normal for like a normal recreationalist, but that's my normal is like sure. 30 days just skiing for me and building up my strength before the season really starts. Just want to switch gears for a second. You know, I think one of the most interesting aspects around your background and your commitment is uh, really serving as an amazing role model for, for young girls and women who are interested in sports in general, not just skiing. And, um, you know, the, the 50th anniversary of Title IX is next month on June 23rd, 2022. And Title IX has had an enormous impact, even as an orthopedic surgeon managing uh, college sports and high school sports, uh, the injuries that come from these and seeing the evolution over time and the opportunities. You know, how far have women's sports come and, and what do you think remains to be done to get to achieve even greater gender equality and improve opportunities for our girls and women who are interested in sports? Yeah, I still can't, 50 years, it's absolutely, inc it's yeah. incredible, 50 years, I can't believe it. Um, I'm lucky that I have a mom that played sports growing up, but she was not able to be, there was no like women's ski team, you know, on her high school team when she was growing up. She skied and everything, but there was no trophy for her to win. There was no like, you know, even letter jacket for her to wear, you know, to like acknowledge that she was this amazing skier on her mountain. So growing up in a family with her where like I knew women could go off jumps and ski really hard, all this stuff. But then she also told me like, hey, like I didn't have the same opportunities that you had, Greta. Like we didn't have anything like this. We didn't have the X Games. We didn't have even the Olympics that I could go to to do my jumping, whatever it was. Um, so I've always had that in the back of my mind. And then when I first learned about Title IX was actually not till like later in my career where X Games medals. And then I got invited to go out to New York City to attend the annual salute, um, the, the, the annual salute of women in in New York City for the Women's Sports Foundation. And that's where I met Billie Jean King. And I just, you know, I, I started learning about Title IX. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. I had no idea all these women and people, you know, had done all this work beforehand to give me a platform to what I'm doing today. And like I said, I actually, um, I grew up in Norway too. So I went to middle school and high school in Norway. So I didn't really get the same effects of Title IX through schools in America. But at the yeah. same time, I'm competing in a sport free skiing, which is mainly based in America. And because these opportunities have been given to these women before they created these events like the X Games, And I was able to like come over, you know, reap benefits of this work before, even though I wasn't like directly correlated, but it's all connected. So I just can't thank everyone enough for doing all the work. Well, you know, it's, it's well said. And I think, you know, I ha having a, a, a young daughter, I have a daughter who's 16 and she plays soccer and tennis and so forth. And I, I think that the, the good news is that it, at least at their level, there's so much opportunity for them to be engaged in sports that I, I think that you, when you think about what you've accomplished and others before you have accomplished, it's created an environment where they, it would be really a foreign discussion almost to saying, look, I'm no different than the boys. I can do it as well. And I, I, it's, it's nice to see that that doesn't seem, at least at the high school level, it's, it just, and it may, again, maybe it's something I don't see around all the corners, but there seems to be a lot of opportunity now that I can tell you when I was younger, just didn't exist. 
No, it, yeah. I mean, it's such, it's so different now. Like, for example, I was able to buy my first house when I was 19, right? As a professional mm -hmm. free skier. Right. I mean, that's just right. incredible. My mom could have never said that. We're, you know, we're still, we're still moving the needle, but it's like, just being able to say that you're a professional athlete, a female athlete is just like, I mean, it's just insane. Insane because yeah, 20, 50 yeah. years ago, you could never have said that. There's no way a woman could have made money playing sports. And that's, that's what we're all about now is like, keep, how many more of us can we be here, you know, like, and, you know, make a career out of this because we know the benefits of sports. I mean, everyone, everyone should be active. That's just like how you have a long life. Yeah, I think a lot of this is about, you know, creating visibility. You know, I think you've had some amazing, unique opportunities. I know you co-produced a ski film with Red Bull. It won an ESPN award. You uh, starred in a Warren Miller ski film, which is pretty amazing. I, I love watching Warren Miller ski films. Um, that was called Here, There, and Everywhere. Uh, lots and lots of projects. I mean, out of all these, what do you think uh, has been the most exciting or the most telling? I, I mean, they're all exciting. From my producing my own movie, Say My Name, it was like the first ever all women's free ski film to being a part of Warren Miller, being on cover of, you know, for skiing. It's, I would say I'm just excited for the next project. You know, I cannot wait. I'm like already like scheming up things that I'm going to do next. And I just think it's so, I love creating and like dreaming about something. And then like, when you do it, you're like, holy crap, I just did this. This is insane. Well, what's so, yeah, I, to that point, I, I well, what's process. ahead? Yeah. What's ahead? What do you, what's, ahead? what's your next big project? Well, obviously podcasting still, but I, YouTube, because, you know, I'm, I'm done for the big medias to um, capture what I want to capture. So I'm just bringing the content to my own hands and going straight for YouTube. So I think that's right. what, that's what's new is like, just, you know, buying the cameras, buying the computer and like creating the things that you want to see yourself. That's, that's what's up. Well, I just want to thank you for taking the time to join me today. I know you also have a responsibility. How many children do you have? I have two boys and they're at school right now. Luckily last Good. week they were sick. So I, last week was crazy, but now we're back to normal. Monday's going well. Yeah. I think when I saw you in Utah in January, you were just coming or going to Alaska. Was it? Did you just come I was back? headed up to, to British Columbia. British yeah, Columbia. CMH, Got it. Yeah. CMH, uh, yeah. Kootenai. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. And I, I think I had 106 ski days so far this year. My goal was well, 100, I can't, so now she's I can't, bonus. I can't, I, I can't touch that given my job, but I think I had 34, and then we, I got my first heli ski trip in uh, Silverton, Colorado, which was pretty amazing. So now I got the bug. It was one of the, that was like a bucket list item, and I'm sure it's something you've probably done before, but it was pretty spectacular. Yep, I had the chance to go to Silverton Mountain a few years back and the Red Bull Cold Rush, and it's just, yeah. what a place, what a place. Well, I, I just, I really appreciate you taking the time to share your thoughts for our listeners. You're an amazing role model for, 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 for everyone, not just women in sports. Um, if people want to learn more about you, you know, where would you like them to go? And maybe if you have a philanthropy that you're involved with, you could certainly share that with our, our listeners. Yeah. If you want to follow my dancing plant-based foods, um, just go to Instagram at Greta, G-R-E-T-E dot ski. And I also have a website called what's your line with greta.com and then i'm wearing my t-shirt today t-shirt today women's sports foundation go check it out see what we're doing go get some apparel it's pretty awesome well great thank you very much and uh stay safe and i wish you uh, much success and look forward to interacting with you in the future we appreciate you being on another episode of smw thank you dr cole If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and please leave us a five-star review. Make sure to also follow us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter.
Twitter and Instagram, or visit our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com. Net proceeds from Sports Medicine Weekly go to support research at Rush University Medical Center in the Department of Orthopedics. The Sports Medicine Weekly podcast is brought to you by Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Being your best means always getting better. Whether you're looking to improve performance, relieve chronic back pain, or restore mobility through minimally invasive joint replacement surgery, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush delivers results. Their specialists are top ranked in Illinois and among the nation's best, working together to make your recovery faster, more complete, and a seamless experience. They'll get you back to living pain-free, often without surgery, so you can be your best every day. Schedule an appointment online at rushortho.com. Enhanced Medical Nutrition. Enhanced Medical Nutrition builds clinical nutrition products to help patients prepare better and recover faster. The Ortho Nutrition Bundle is a four-week perioperative nutrition program containing their clinical-grade whey protein isolate and complex carbohydrate powder. Developed in collaboration with internationally renowned nutrition researchers and surgeons, the Ortho Nutrition Bundle is designed to maintain muscle, support wound healing, and improve the recovery experience. To learn more, please visit www.emn.health. Karen Malkin Health Counseling. Have you tried Karen Malkin's new protein brownie bar and superfood bars? They're the best tasting bars on the market. Certified gluten-free, paleo, and no added sugar. Karen's protein brownie bars and superfood bars available on Amazon and at karenmalkin.com. Vericell. Vericell develops, manufactures, and markets autologous cell-based therapies for patients with serious diseases and conditions. For more information about their products, visit www.vcell.com. That's V-C-E-L.com.